Chapter 10 Adora was once again hiding away in her office, not that she was hiding. In fact she was just giving Catra space. Totally. Okay, maybe Adora had to admit that she may be avoiding the woman who was also avoiding her. Katra had already been gone by the time the medics at the arena had finished bandaging up her hands. Luckily there wasn't major damage, just cuts and scrapes where shards of skull had pressed too hard. Though the cuts were nothing serious they still stung like a bitch so Adora was avoiding any strenuous work. Which led her right back to her mound of reports. Or well, it had. Up until Glimmer burst into the room and slammed her hands down on the desk, clearly there was something to say. Adora, I love you, but you are so mentally fucked. She began, I'm sending you back to the temple. You obviously need time off, and as your queen I demand that you at least try to relax while you're away. Adora just sat back in her chair at the sudden announcement, okay. Okay? Glimmer eyed her suspiciously, you're just gonna go with it. Adora shook her head, no. But I respect your attempt. Glimmer groaned as she flopped into one of the chairs, seriously, I love you but I need things to cool down. She waved her hands around, the castle has been way too tense after your, show. I swear guards would piss themselves if you looked at them. The place had been, tense as Glimmer put it, but Adora was pleased with the results. If anyone had doubted the legitimacy of hers and Catra's situation, that was all but gone now. The night of the duel she had even gone so far as to drag a chair into the hallway, and sleep right in front of Catra's doors with her sword out and ready. DT had shook her awake at some odd hour, clearly concerned and actually showed it. They had assured Adora that they had their birdies keeping an eye everywhere. Nothing would happen to their kittens without their know-how. The guards at the end of the hall had been ramrod straight the entire time, not wanting to provoke the hero. Not after what they heard she did. Juliet had even been on her best behavior, by avoiding Adora at all costs and keeping her guards in best form. It's only been four days since, but the effects had been immediate. Adora didn't like having to wield fear as a motivator, but she would happily do so if it meant Catra and Finn remained safe. She would not apologize for what she did. She felt no guilt. She removed a threat and sent a message. She had done so thoroughly. So much so that it was stressing Glimmer the fuck out. I'm not leaving Catra and Finn for a very long time. I don't trust it. Adora plainly stated. She still had her suspicions about Juliet and did not trust the woman to not make another attempt the moment Adora was out of the picture. Glimmer's smile was almost shit-eating, that's why they are going with you. Perfuma will make sure they are packed and ready. You leave in three days. Do your overprotective thing and sort things how you see fit, but you're going. Hope and my father are already eager to see you again. In fact my dad is all but jumping for joy at the opportunity to meet Finn. Adora chuckled as she could easily see the eager expression on Micah's face in her mind. He was a great guy, just horrible with kids. In his own way. He really did try. Adora had to admit that time away would be good. She loved Bright Moon but she hadn't really let her guard down since arriving. 
It was exhausting. It also really hurt. She couldn't trust her home to be a safe place. She knew the temple would be well guarded. Hope had seriously gross beastie spiders littered all around the woods and near the temple. Adora had no idea how, but she had them trained to do anything she requested. No guards from Bright Moon would be needed. Which sadly put Adora at ease. So with a defeated nod she let Glimmer know she would in fact take this forced vacation. The queen seemed a bit sad but also pleased with the easy win. Adora knew this was an odd situation for her dear friend. One she had put her in. If time away helped ease the stress of many involved she would gladly pack her bags. The moment Glimmer left, albeit with a bit of regret, Adora set to work. Glimmer had told her that guards would in fact have to at least travel with them to the temple, merely so they could bring Starla back. The queen had given Adora full rights to hand-picking any guard she wanted. Which she appreciated immensely. She had fought alongside many of the guards, trusted them on the field to have her back in times of need. So Adora was once again sad as she began writing up a list of people she still trusted and found the list to be shorter than she would have liked. That brought on another idea for her, one she suspected Katra would enjoy. The next three days Adora holed herself away with planning. Really letting herself get lost in any and every detail to ensure nothing would happen. Corresponding with the correct people and also sending off her own letter to hope to let her know she too was excited to return. Spinny had been a little sad that Finn would be missing classes for who knows how long, but she also put in her two cents about how she knew it was needed. Adora didn't sleep in the halls like she had the first night, but no one could stop her from pressing her back against the door joining hers and Catrass rooms as she drifted in and out. Adora did not seek out the other woman, but made sure that if Catra wanted to see her she could. The hero knew she had messed up, big. She knew things had changed with her emotions so blatantly thrown out there. She didn't blame Katra for keeping space between the two of them. She knew with time Katra would come back around and they could continue to pretend and put on a show for everyone else. That is, if the Magicat wasn't already planning her escape. On the nights that sleep really fought her, Adora let her mind wander to what she could do to make things better. She still wanted to know the two were safe no matter where they went. It was on one of those nights that a backup plan began to form. She didn't like it, it made her heart heavy but she knew if she could pull it off and Catra would be safe, that she would do it in a heartbeat. Regardless of the pain she would endure. When the morning rolled around for everyone to load up and head out, Adora made sure she was first out in the courtyard. She checked the supplies loaded onto the cart, did a quick check of the carriage, and when the guards approached she did her best to smile at the weary group. She trusted every person standing before her, she just hoped she wasn't wrong in doing so. Each guard picked had been someone she had garnered a special bond with in the war. Specifically that each and every one of them owed their lives to her. She had pulled them to safety, bandaged their wounds, cut down an enemy before the final blow. She hoped they remembered those moments. And knew that she would take the life she saved if they made a threatening move. The guards were already mounted and waiting in stony determined silence by the time Lani, Rogelio, 
and Kyle made their way out. There was bad blood between the trio and the hero, but just as Adora never planned to swing the killing blow to Katra she had never intended to hurt any of the faces joining her group now. She trusted these three in a way she knew she could not question. They were loyal and ferocious fighters. They would not be joining them at the temple, merely traveling with them until heading back to the fright zone. Scorpia would be as well but Adora suspected that the buff woman was with Katra at the moment. It eased her, knowing that Scorpia was with them. Scorpia may not be Adora's biggest fan, but she is loyal to Katra like none other. If anything were to happen in the next few minutes she would handle it. Not that Katra wasn't a worthy fighter all on her own, but there was power in numbers. Just as suspected, when Katra and Finn appeared Scorpia was a hulking muscle behind them. Adora watched as they spoke with the others from the horde. She was even amused when she overheard Katra vehemently refusing to ride in the carriage. She didn't like them, and didn't give a flying fuck if she was meant to ride it in. Adora knew this and made sure a horse had been prepped for her. Kyle ended up in the carriage with Finn and the imp, graciously accepting duty as the babysitter for the journey. Katra and Scorpia stayed close to the carriage once mounted while Lonnie and Rogelio waited close behind. The guards moved so they formed a damn perfect formation. Adora only mounted last, only doing so after casting a glance over the group. Pleased with what she saw, she led on. Katra let Scorpia fill the journey with her near non-stop chatter, only paying enough attention to give appropriate responses. Her real focus was on Adora. She looked like shit. Bags under her eyes and was obviously stressed if not outright paranoid. If Katra gave a single fuck she would feel bad for the guards, who marched on in perfect unison. Not missing a single beat. Straightening their backs and squaring their shoulders every time Adora glanced over her shoulder. Which she did often. When Perfuma told her about the trip Katra was pleased. She too could feel the shift in the castle and welcomed any reprieve from it. She didn't really know what was in store for her and her kit, but she was doing her best to mentally prepare. She knew that at some point she would have to interact with Adora. She knew she had been avoiding the hero, but a big part of it was she didn't want to leave Finn. Katra had even taken up going to their classes and just watching from the back. She was aware that she was being paranoid in her own way but if her days were numbered with her kitten she wanted to soak in every moment she could. Katra understood that Adora and her needed to talk. Needed to air things out. Adora had made her feelings very clear and Katra didn't really know what to do about it. She could lie to herself all day and night but the fact of the matter was, she cared for Adora. Maybe even admitted that what she was calling a childhood crush was more than that. But what to do about it? The obvious answer was to tell Adora she wasn't alone in her feelings, but obvious answers are fucking tough and often complicated. Katra had so much running though her head and it felt like she didn't have enough time to sort it all out. She was hoping this little time away from the castle would provide some of that time. Maybe by the end of it she would have an answer, a plan. Something she could be comfortable with. She knew what her heart wanted, craved. She just didn't know what that looked like. Relationships were not a thing in the horde. 
So what would one even look like for her and Adora? Was it even possible? Remotely realistic? That wasn't even considering their current situation. Life wasn't as simple as it looked right now. She didn't know if she could handle throwing something else on top of it all. But she had to do something, and fast. Adora obviously wasn't doing well, and Katra knew the idiot was probably beating herself up about what had happened between them. Katra didn't want that. Didn't want Adora to regret what she had done or said to her. Katra didn't regret it, despite kind of being thrown into it. Fuck the kiss had all but been on her mind constantly. She didn't even know a kiss could feel like that. A searing moment forever ingrained into her. Katra was once again consumed by her thoughts, only broken out of them as they rode up to the temple. It wasn't as grand as the castle, but it was a sight to hold. Tall marble pillars wrapped around the three-story building, lounging areas sprinkled about. Beautiful pink wildflowers so carefully maintained bordering the place. It was very open, even as they rode up Katra could see through the large arching entrance to peek at yet another garden in the middle of the temple. Light shining down indicates either a large window or a hole in the roof. Each floor was wrapped around with its own balcony, doors leading directly out onto it. A few people could be seen walking about, some even waving. Katra could hear Finn's glee from the carriage as they slowed to a stop. A man and woman were waiting for them at the large entrance. Adora wasted no time in dismounting and approaching, almost immediately slipping off with the woman in towards the inner garden. Once everyone had their feet firmly on the ground and rubbing out any sore muscles, the man approached. He was a shorter man, broad and with a large beard. His eyes were kind and he had noticeable laugh lines all over his face. Scorpia seemed excited to see him, Micah. Oh it is good to see you again. Katra smiled softly as Scorpia gave him a hug, when he easily returned, so glad you all could come. Micah all but forgot who Scorpia was as his eyes landed on Finn who was clutching Katra's leg. He instantly squatted down to be on the same level as them, beaming, you must be Finn. I have heard so much about you. Finn retreated behind Katra's leg, not at all enjoying the man. Katra chuckled as Micah sighed in defeat and rose back to his full height, and you must be Katra, I have also heard a lot about you. He held his hand out. Katra allowed for a polite shake, I won't even bother asking if they were all good things. He laughed knowingly, as of recently I have heard plenty of good. He motioned behind him, come on in. I'm sure you are all eager for a bite to eat. Micah led their group up the steps into the temple, pointing and explaining as he went. The inner garden was beautiful and offered many sunspots to lay in. A pathway cutting down the middle which seemed to lead to a large wall with artful depictions of a woman. The wall took up the entirety of the back of the garden. The first floor was dedicated to common areas and open rooms for meditation or relaxation. The second floor held all the guest rooms, where the third housed the more permanent residences. There was even rooftop access with more potential meditation areas and seating. Katra half listened as her eyes stayed on the back of the garden. In the middle of the wall was an obvious shrine, candles lit and incense burning. 
a deep purple pillow placed at the foot of it. One that was being kneeled on by the woman Adora had slipped off with. Adora was lighting her own candle before kneeling next to the woman, bowing her head. It almost looked like they were in prayer. Katra had never seen Adora like that. Never really seen anyone like that. Yet there they were. Two women side by side paying some sort of homage at the end of the garden's pathway. Katra made a mental note to ask about it later. Micah led them to the second floor, showing each person their rooms. Katra and Finn would be sharing. It was a small modest room with a cot on either wall. They wouldn't be as soft as the bed back in Bright Moon but they were still immensely better than the cement blocks the horde pretended were bunks. Micah gave everyone time to settle in before leading them back down through the garden and into a large room littered with pillows and a large low table. Adora and the woman were already seated and deep in their own conversation when the group arrived. For the first time since they got there Finn detached himself from Katra to run over to Adora. Katra watched as Adora easily let the kit climb into her lap, her hand coming up to rub at their back as she continued her conversation. Finn was content to just sit there and listen to whatever was being said while being held in an almost protective but loving hold. It warmed Katra's heart to see. It really was the perfect picture of what a kind future could hold. One she knew she couldn't really have. Still not really wanting to open conversation with Adora just yet, Katra sat a little further down and on the other side of the table. Still able to see Finn without being too close. Adora seemed at ease with the woman, shoulders relaxed despite the serious conversation they were having. Katra knew it wasn't just friendly talk by the set of Adora's face. Katra couldn't really get a read on what the other woman was feeling. She was obviously paying attention to what was being said, but wore a blank expression all throughout it. It was a bit unsettling. Despite the odd woman, Katra already felt more relaxed here than she had at the castle. There was just something about the place that was putting her to ease. She knew it was basically a large shrine to Shiare, the very warrior legend that Adora now carried on her shoulders. But it was also just so open, so peaceful. She found herself looking forward to her time here. Adora was tired, sleep calling on her for once since everything had happened. But with it being her first day back, she wanted to be with Hope for both of her daily rituals. Each day Hope could be found at Mara's shrine right before lunch, and right before bed. Adora never really knew what was going through her mind as she silently bowed her head once her candle was lit, but she knew it was important to the woman. Something special. Adora felt lucky to kneel at her side and join her. Adora did not know Mara, not personally as she had existed long before Adora was even a thought. But she had heard many stories from Hope. Adora liked to think of those as she too lit her candle and bowed her head, letting the night's breeze dust over her skin. When Adora first pulled the sword, Angela had insisted that Adora make a trip to the temple. That's how she met Hope, and learned so much about not just Shiare but herself. She, like Mara, was the first one. Some long ago species of humans. She very well may be the last one, and very well may be the last Shiare because of it. Hope had explained the first ones, like the Magicots ironically, 
had been at war in Mara's time. All but wiped out by a tyrant by the name of Prime. Mara had ended that war, throwing down her sword and life to do so. Hope doesn't like to speak of it, but she had done so when Adora first arrived. If only so she could fully understand the weight she carried. No, Hope much preferred to talk about Mara's laugh, or her love for animals. The time she brought Hope wild flowers as her first sign of courting the taller woman. How she would take every Wednesday to bake pies with another immortal, Raz. How her humor was never deadpan much like Hope's attempts, instead being light. Mara really was light for Hope. Hope was sheltered with her emotions, only once saying she has never felt as strongly as she had when Mara was around. Through Hope's words, Adora had grown to respect Mara, look up to her, admire her and all she did. She did not take being Shiara lightly, not when such a valiant woman had held the title before her. Hope and Adora had been kneeling for only a few minutes before something soft brushed her arm. She peeked an eye open to find Finn staring up at her, kneeling as well. Adora lifted a finger to her lips to indicate silence was needed in the moment but winked at the kitten before sliding her eyes shut once more. When Adora felt light and at peace she once again opened her eyes, amused to find that Finn had also closed their eyes. Adora glanced at Hope who was already staring, a single eyebrow raised ever so slightly. Hope was amused as well. Knowing that they would not disturb Hope with any noise now, Adora scooped the kitten into her lap. Shifting so she was cross-legged, you did very well. Finn smiled up at her before looking at the mural of Mara, she's pretty. She is. Adora watched as their eyes took in every detail. Who is she? They eventually asked. Adora glanced at Hope who was now also looking at the mural, her name was Mara. She was a strong warrior long ago. Finn hummed in thought, like you and mommy? Adora chuckled, something like that. Finn, you little rascal. Katra's voice could be heard from a few feet away. Adora looked over her shoulder to find Katra with her hands on her hips as she pointedly looked at her suddenly guilty kitten. Adora held back her laughter as they slipped from her lap to join their mother. It only now occurred to the hero that she may have been their bedtime escape plan. You are good with them. Hope commented as they watched the duo walk off. Adora kept her eyes on the pair until they disappeared up the stairs, they are easy to get along with. Hope nodded in understanding, though I do not see the appeal of having a child of my own, I am enjoying that one. Adora did let her laughter out this time as Hope gave her approval in her own way. The two bid their farewells and soon Adora was following the path Katra and Finn had gone. She enjoyed her room at the temple. She was always given the same one. Though she loved the bed and bright moon, after the two plush one had been exchanged for a firmer mattress, she still found the cots at the temple to feel a bit more like home. Adora let out a long breath as she prepared for bed. Finally letting her guard down and welcoming the much-needed sleep she would be getting. She wasn't one for sleeping in but she figured tomorrow may be an exception. She was just about to pull back the thin blanket when a knock sounded at her door. 
she was relieved at the fact her hand didn't instantly jerk for a sword at her hip that wasn't there as she approached the door. She was however shocked when her eyes landed on her late-night visitor. Hey, can we talk? Katra asked. Chapter 11 Katra was nervous but did her best to hide it as she stood in the small room with Adora. She was aware they needed to talk and in order to make this little trip more effective she decided to just get it out of the way. It helped that Finn was having a little sleep over a few rooms down with Kyle and the imp before they headed out in the morning. Adora looked tired but relieved. Maybe Katra shouldn't have waited so long but she needed the time. Not that she felt at all prepared. Or even how to begin. Luckily, Adora spoke first, I'm sorry about everything that happened. I shouldn't have Dash. Do you regret it? Katra had to cut off the blonde before she went and started a ramble. One she really didn't want to hear if it was about how Adora wanted to take the kiss back. Without missing a beat, no. I don't regret it. I was going to tell you at some point, preferably my deathbed. But I shouldn't have just, been so, I don't know. That just wasn't the time or place. Katra was relieved that she didn't regret the actual kiss, just the timing of it, I don't regret it either. She looked away, not able to handle blue eyes as she continued, I'm glad you did. Adora was silent for a moment, I'm sorry, but what does that mean exactly? Katra shrugged, not really certain herself, I just don't want things to be weird between us. She rushed, not that you kissing me would make things weird. I mean, we would have to have done it at some point right? Adora looked away when Katra glanced up, yeah. Hard to sell the whole love thing without a kiss here and there. She gave Katra a smile that did nothing to ease her, it's not weird. Or well, I won't be weird. I promise. She scratched the back of her neck, can we just, go back to how things were before? Katra watched her childhood friend. Really let those words sink in. Dissected any hidden meaning. It wasn't so hidden, it was right there. Can ignore the whole thing, was pretty loud in the last sentence. Katra didn't want to, ignore, what had happened. She may not really know what a relationship would be like, but she didn't want to pretend like the feelings weren't there. It wasn't fair to Adora, and Katra couldn't ignore her own for much longer. So she shook her head, we can't. Hurt flashed across Adora's face but was quickly gone, yeah, I get that. For what it's worth I am sorry. I shouldn't have put you in this situation. Once again, Katra shook her head, there is nothing to apologize for. Adora, we can't go back to pretending something isn't here. She motioned between the two of them, it's just, life is a bit up in the air right now. So many things are going on, and I don't know what to do. Adora shook her head as if to clear her mind, wait, what? Hold up. Something here? Katra gave a small chuckle as she watched her dummy try and decipher her own words, yeah, Adora. Something is. I know I don't really. Do well with saying what all, ugh. She ran a hand through her hair, just got it over with, I feel the same way. I just don't know what that means for us. So many emotions flashed across Adora's face, oh. Yeah, dummy. 
Silence lapsed between them, but it was more so Adora could collect her thoughts. Which Catra watched with an amused smile. Adora sat on the edge of the cot, you have feelings. For me? Catra nodded slowly, yeah. But life is up in the air, so, Adora trailed off before looking up, I get it. I understand. Catra felt relieved that this talk was going as well as it was. Though Adora did kind of remind her of Finn catching on to one of the subjects Spinny was teaching for the day. Catra could practically see the gears turning in her head. What is it you understand? Catra asked, she really didn't want the idiot to somehow get it in her head that Catra was rejecting her, just, not ready yet. Nothing comes of it. If something changes for you, we talk again. For now, we continue on like we have. She gave a reassuring smile, I'm not going to pressure you into anything. Just knowing is good enough for me. It felt as if a weight had fallen from Catra's shoulders. Adora did understand and was being really kind about it all. But of course she would, it's Adora for fuck's sake. Adora gave a little sigh, I really am happy that you told me, and wanted to talk. It really helped. But I am getting way too tired and I don't want to sleep muddled if there is anything else you wanted to discuss. Catra was perfectly fine with that. She was sure there may be some things they should go over, but that could all wait for another day. So she nodded before crawling into the cot, pulling Adora down with her so that she could cuddle into her side and rest her head just under her chin. Adora was tense, uh, Catra? Catra rolled her eyes, sh, sleep. Adora relaxed only slightly, hands still limping on the bed, I'm all for whatever is happening, but I'm also confused. And won't Finn be scared without you in the room? Catra reached behind her to grab one of Adora's hands to bring her arm up over her. If the idiot wasn't going to have the balls to do it herself, Catra had no issue with positioning her how she wanted. Finn is having a sleepover with the imp. She explained. Adora made a noise, with Hordak's creepy echo thing. Catra laughed, yeah. I don't understand it, but Finn likes him. He's a little more well-behaved now. Actually getting to be a kid and all. Adora finally wrapped her arms around Catra with some purpose, and as for what is happening right now. Catra groaned, I'm in a new place, without my kitten to cuddle. This place makes weird noises. I don't want to be alone. So, be thankful that I'm here, dummy. Adora chuckled, I'll take what I can get. Catra was just flat out lying. She wanted to be here. Sleeping in new places wasn't something that bothered her. And the noises didn't either. No, she wanted to be held by Adora. Wanted to soak up all the warmth she offered. She missed it. They used to share a bed back in the horde, sure Catra slept at the end, curled up into a ball, but it was still Adora. She wanted this, and didn't really feel like denying herself. You know, Adora said after a bit, Hope collected a lot of what was left over from Half Moon. She has a whole section in the library, if that would interest you. Catra didn't really know why Adora was bringing that up now of all times, but she was grateful. There wasn't much common knowledge on Magigots, with them being so rare and their history all but wiped from existence.
so knowing said history was kept safe somewhere in the temple was nice. She would have to spend some time in the library. But for now? Cuddles. It took a while but Adora did eventually relax and shortly after her breathing became deep and slow. Only then did Catra let sleep pull her under as well. Adora woke feeling well rested and ready for the day. She was even pleasantly surprised to find she had woken just after her usual time. Catra was still slumped against her, and she took a moment to appreciate the sight. Catra liked her too. She was ecstatic about that. But rejection, even in its gentlest forms, still hurts. She would respect Catra's wishes. She had been honest when she said knowing was good enough for her. Perhaps there was just too much bad blood between them for anything beyond what they had now. Adora could understand that. Her own emotions may override the last handful of years, that didn't mean Katra could or had to overlook it. Knowing Katra felt similar to Adora would carry Adora on cloud nine for the rest of her life. Or at least until she had to say goodbye. Adora had already set things in motion for her contingency plan. Sure, things were different now, but she wasn't going to force Katra to continue putting her life on the line merely because Adora wanted her close. For now she would enjoy their moments. Especially if Katra planned more nights like the one they just had. Knowing the others would be heading back to the fright zone soon after breakfast, Adora took one last glance at the sleeping Katra still clinging to her side before gently shaking her shoulder. Katra let out a little groan as she pulled herself tighter against Adora, all out growling when Adora prodded her to wake once more. Chuckling Adora took a risk and placed a kiss just above the nearest ear, Scorpia will be sad if you sleep in instead of seeing her off. Katra sighed but made no move to get up, she'll understand. Despite her words she gave a little huff of annoyance as she sat up and stretched. Adora let the moment soak into her bones. She loved having Katra so close and was not at all wanting to let any amount of space between them just yet. Or even if she could have her way. But the day was calling and despite it being at a vacation, there were things to do. The two were quiet as they got up from the cot and made their way down the hall to the communal washroom. Teeth brushed and hair once again put up, Adora gave Katra a small wave of goodbye as the mother went off to find her kitten. Adora knew she would see the two soon enough but still felt a twinge of sadness at watching Katra walk down the hall. Adora had wanted to help make breakfast but was shooed from the small kitchen. Apparently Hope and Micah had already informed all the staff that Adora was to be relaxing. She guessed that meant she wouldn't be helping in the kitchen during her stay. She was alright with that, she wasn't the best cook and was often only trusted to chop this or stir that. After being waved away, Adora headed for the front of the temple where a carriage was already being prepared. With everything going on, Adora had all but forgotten that Starla was also here so she was momentarily shocked to see the woman sitting on the steps and enjoying the morning sun. Good morning. Starla smiled up at her, patting the space near her hip. Not really having anything else to do, Adora sat, how are your siblings? Good, eager to get back on the road. Micah says it'll be another month or so before they can. 
Starla tipped her head back looking like perfect image of relaxation. Will you be joining them? Adora asked as she watched more horses being walked over for the Fright Zone trip. Starla shrugged, I've been thinking about it. It would be nice. Bright moon is beautiful but I'm not one for staying stationary for long. She bumped her shoulder to Adora's, I had hopes you would give me reason to stay, though I see I may have been a little too overzealous given recent events. Adora gave her an apologetic smile, I do enjoy your company, but I fear you may be correct. I don't really have anything other than companionship to offer. Starla didn't seem put down by the words, I figured as much. I am happy for you. Thank you. Adora didn't really know what else to say. They were kind of breaking up. But not really. It was weird. Adora really did enjoy Starla. She was easy to talk to, shared a love for adventure, and was feisty as hell. Their bed activities never left Adora unsatisfied, but that wasn't much reason to keep a friend around. Not when she had the real deal walking the same halls as her. Things had changed. When time came for Adora to take a wife, had Katra not been involved, Adora could see any easy deal of things. But Katra was here. Not that Adora had any false hope that the Magicat would be her future wife, that was just too perfect of a future for her. Yet now, Adora figured she may fight the arrangements when the time came. If only in spite of not being able to have the one she wanted. She also knew that she would have to cave at some point. It was an odd custom, that royalty at least be wedded even if it wasn't out of love. She knew of many political marriages and she knew she was a high contender for one herself. Especially with the war over. Glimmer would have bow so the next in line for some sort of peace arrangement was Adora herself. Surely it would end up being someone from the Fright Zone, someone Glimmer and Scorpia could agree on. It was a fate Adora knew had her name all over it, a duty. Something she would endure. And if things went as Adora suspected they would, Catra would not be around to see it. Perhaps that will make things easier for Adora. She feared she would feel little love for whoever she vowed herself to, but hoped there would at least be friendship. Adora was pulled from her thoughts as more people joined the front of the steps. The guards that had traveled with her seemed more at ease and even sent her smiles as they made their way to their horses. Seems the bright moon party would be leaving before breakfast, if only to make it back before dark settled. Katra found herself in the library later that day. Adora had roped a few people into some game of sorts and of course Finn just had to be on her team. Which gave Katra the opportunity to slip away. Adora had been correct, there was ample Magicat literature in the library. Some being just stories, while others were documents. There were even a few maps sprinkled in. Katra let herself get lost in it all, thoroughly enjoying everything she learned, outside of the Inno mass murder and destruction of the culture. She found things that explained stuff about her, or things that drew her in. It was nice having answers. Something she never really expected to get. She had never met another Magicat outside of Finn, who was half-human. She wasn't even sure if she herself was a full Magicat. She doubted it. What were the odds that two others had found each other, mated, 
and produced the absolute shit show that was Catra. She had long ago resigned herself to never knowing, finding some peace with it along the way. But the book she read through now would be something she cherished for the rest of her days. She may even be able to explain more about who they were to Finn as they grew. Sure they would never be immersed in their culture, or see faces like theirs in their life, but Finn could at least know their history. Know that they descended from mighty warriors and vibrant cities. Katra found her eyes welling with tears from time to time as she just got lost in it all. Half Moon had been beautiful if the depictions held true. It looked open, full of sun and trees. Color splashed off the pages and showed a plethora of faces so much like her own. It was bittersweet. Katra craved it. Wanted so much to feel like she actually belonged. She didn't want to be a rarity that was stared at wherever she went. Didn't want to be the base knowledge for any stranger about her people. She so desperately wanted to have a, her people. Instead she was left with these books. Maps. Depictions. Adora told me you may be spending some time here. A calm voice pulled her from her thoughts. Katra looked up to find the woman Adora had been kneeling with, yeah. It's a wonderful collection. The woman, Hope, nodded as her eyes roamed her library, one of the only, as far as I know. Many were gifts over the ages. Though many I had gathered myself. I spent time in Half Moon many, many moons ago. Katra felt her eyebrows shoot up, you've been? Hope nodded, been, seen, fought alongside. It was a gruesome war, and a tragedy when such a place was lost. Your people were very lively. Her eyes settled on Katra, Mara was far better with people, they loved her dearly. Katra set aside the book she had been reading, what was it like? Katra didn't like having to ask a complete stranger, but she really wanted to know. Hope nodded as she sat near Katra, beautiful. Half Moon was a bustling place, never a moment where there was not something to do. Something to see. It was a very tight-knit group, very near to one another. They were a caring kind, though secluded. The war was still young when Prime began his massacre of such a lovely place. Though not all was lost. Hope stood to go searching for something on the shelves, it has not been proven, but those who look close enough believe there were survivors. There is speculation as to where they may have gone, or if they survived beyond Half Moon. She walked back over with a thin trifold, opening it up to reveal a hastily drawn map with scrawlings along the margins in a long dead language. Do you know what it says? Katra asked, her fingertips just brushing over the offered parchment. It was old and smudged, yellowing around the edges. I was not as well versed in the tongue as Mara, but from what I can make out, there is an island that held promise of refuge for the group. I have not found anything other than this, unfortunately. Hope then let her own finger brush over a nearly black stain along the farthest edge, as well, as this particular piece was found on a body. Katra eyed the now known substance. Whoever had held this map had died for it. Not promising. Any hope that Katra had of maybe finding further literature on her history was all but squashed at the sight. There was a moment of silence as Hope once again folded the sheet, when Adora first heard of my collection she spent weeks in here. 
it was the first time I had seen her in such a state. I was assured by her friends that it was just something she does. Katra chuckled, yeah, she gets like that. It warmed her heart to know Adora had spent time reading the same books now littered around her. Adora really cared, even during the war. A swell of pride and blatant love for the woman rushed Katra as she really let it sink in. Adora had spent weeks reading over this material. Weeks submerging herself in it. Adora was a sight to hold when she latched onto something. As far as Katra knew, she was the only Magicat that Adora knew. So every moment spent in here had to do with her. To prevent herself from becoming far too emotional in front of Hope, she began to put away her findings. Hope didn't seem to mind, sitting quietly. Katra gave the woman a thankful smile as she left, suddenly overtaken by the need to just see Adora. Somehow prove that such a woman as her really did exist. How in the absolute fuck did someone like her fall for Katra of all people? It didn't take long, everyone still littered around the front despite the game being over. Adora, Micah, and Finn sat in their own circle. Finn was still close to Adora's side, but did not seem outright put out by Micah as they had been when they first arrived. Katra leaned against a pillar and watched, still too emotional to join lest she tip Adora off. Adora was leaning back on her hands and laughing at something said. She really did look better. A night's rest and the calming aura of the place was doing good for her. Katra was happy to see the change, and so quickly. Adora needed, deserved, the vacation. Fuck, Adora deserved so much more. Katra waited until she felt more herself before approaching the trio. The trio consisted mostly of her family. Because that's what Adora was and with Finn so obviously at ease with her, Katra couldn't help but feel like it was a set deal. Katra loved the woman, Finn loved her, and somehow Adora loved them back just as much. She didn't really care what the next moment held, right now she just needed to be close to her family. So she scooped Finn in her arms, earning a happy squeal before sitting close enough to Adora that their sides were touching as Finn happily curled into her lap, partially spilling into Adora's. Adora smiled at Katra like she had hung the stars, and all she had done was sit close. It was too much. It was everything Katra wanted. So without even giving thought to it, she leaned over just a bit more and placed a kiss on the hero's cheek. Hoping that in some way it conveyed everything. How much Adora meant to her. How thankful she was that she was still here after so much had happened. Adora, sweet stupid Adora, had still loved and cared and even sought knowledge about Katra during their worst times. Now that there was peace. What was really stopping Katra from spending the rest of her days with her family? Why was Katra so hesitant to share the love Adora had so clearly wanted to share? Sitting close with her kid in her lap, she couldn't really come up with an answer. Chapter 12 After nearly two weeks, Adora was all but vacationed the fuck out. She was ready to fight the kitchen staff for rights of chopping and stirring. That was until a letter came. The letter. Just receiving the unmarked envelope outside of her name and seal was enough to answer so many questions. 
Adora instantly parted from hope so she could go lock herself in her room. She needed to read this alone. Who knew how she would react to its contents? She hoped and dreaded for the same thing. The last two weeks had been amazing if not outright boring at times. Catra was affectionate in her own way. It was now easy for Adora to slip their hands together. Cheek and forehead kisses mocked her as she wished for more, but was happy with what was given. She had started spending time in Catra's room right before bed. Telling Finn stories of Mara as they drifted off before just spending the remaining time talking with Catra before they too fell asleep calling them. Some nights Catra would just pull Adora to her cot while others she would sweetly kiss her cheek before wishing her a good night. Adora looked forward to either outcome after long days of just relaxing. She would often spend hours in the sun with whoever joined her. Micah introduced her to many new faces, and she caught up with many she recognized. A letter or two had bounced back and forth between Bright Moon, Glimmer filling her in on what was relevant. Though she knew the letters were intentionally light as she was still under strict order to not work. Which at this point was just annoying. Adora could only sit still in one spot for seconds before the need to move overtook her. Weeks without any real purpose was just cruel for anyone who knew her. She understood why her friends and loved ones were enforcing it, but at some point it was just too much. And as Adora read over the nearly written words clasped between her white knuckles, she knew her time of sitting idle was over. There was something she needed to do. Something that both elated and pained her. This letter meant so many things and Adora was flooded by each and every one. As requested at the end of the paper, Adora watched as the now-memorized words and coordinates burned. There was work to do. Katra didn't know what the fuck was going on. One moment things seemed fine, the next DT of all people was banging on her door. She glared as she stepped out into the hall, thankful that Finn had not woken. It was way too far into the night. If DT wanted to visit they should have waited until normal hours to announce their obnoxious ass. What? She growled, still wishing she was in bed. They placed a hand on their hip, kitten, I adore you, really. However, letting Adora just slip off really is an issue. Katra rolled her eyes. She had no idea what the blonde was up to. A week ago she had just packed up saying she had some sort of urgent Shiare business. Hope had not seemed miffed by the sudden leave so Katra figured she shouldn't get too up in arms. Not that she liked it. She wished the hero would have stayed, or at least given her an ETA for when she would be getting back. But Adora had seemed firmly in the mission mode by the time Katra found her. Was she upset that Adora told her she was leaving minutes before she ran off? Absolutely. Was she going to beat the ever-loving shit out of her when she got back? Duh. Did she miss her? Maybe. I'm not her babysitter. It's some Shiare thing, figured you bright moon goons were all over it. Katra really just wanted to go back to bed. DT gave her a too sweet smile, if Glimmer sent her off, why would she send me here? Think, kitten. Katra didn't like the drop she got, Adora isn't off on some time-filling shit? DT shook their head, no. 
They motioned around them, this was time-filling shit. Her running off. All her own. Catra groaned and tried not to see the similarities from the time Adora fled the horde, where did she go? Was hoping you would have some insight on that. Glimmers all but ready to shit bricks. They didn't seem irritated but obviously they were here because of said behavior from the queen. Aren't you some all-knowing spy person with a shit ton of people all over? Can't you just ask around? Catra really didn't like the feeling in her gut. Where the hell had Adora gone? DT did look irritated at this point, I had her trailed the moment she left, we all knew she would do something. However, she's a sneaky thing. Shocking how a woman as big as she is can just vanish, really. We lost sight a few days ago. Fuck, so, she ran off. I'm sure she'll turn up soon. She wouldn't just leave her and Finn, right? Right? Adora hasn't seemed upset when she left, if anything she was just her normal pumped-for-action self. DT nodded their agreement, I'm sure she will. But the queen is kind of a controlling ass. Adora just slipping off without a word? Suspicious all on its own, but she's a grown-ass woman. Glimmer on the other hand likes to keep a leash on our blonde puppy. Catra snorted, yeah, I got that much. So what? Glimmer is just losing it because Adora ran off. Isn't that kind of her thing? DT chuckled, touchy subject. Shut up. It took Adora two weeks and a handful of days before she found herself on the coast staring out at dark waves. Cliffs dominated this side of the land however the coordinates had led her to a small alcove with an even smaller beach. She didn't know what it was she was supposed to look for, or wait for or if she was even supposed to wait but she wasn't given much instruction. So she bunkered down and made camp. Doing her best to keep from the wet sand. It had been harder than she would like to admit to shake off DT's eyes. They were good. Almost too good. Adora still wasn't certain if she was being followed but she took every precaution. Even added an extra day to her trip to backtrack and make it seem like she had headed toward the Crimson Waste. It had been a pain, but it was worth it. She didn't want anything to go wrong. This was too important. The fact that she was even here was a huge step. There was so much riding on this. Not just potential safety for Finn and Catra. She had written so many letters. Never really expecting a response after years of silence. Yet, she had gotten one. She couldn't mess up the trust she has received by being trailed. It was two more nights before Adora woke to the sight of a ship in the distance. She didn't know if it was what she was waiting for but it was promising. Even more so when she spotted a little boat making its way to shore. However Adora was a little let down at the sight of the three men as they pushed into the sand. A broad man with a close-trimmed beard stepped up the other two waiting with their hands posed to draw their swords at any moment. Who are you? Adora finally asked after a moment of intense staring. The man didn't answer, instead he pulled a piece of paper from his pocket and held it up. It was an incredibly detailed sketch of the sword hanging at her hip. If the weapon you wield matches this, I will gladly tell you anything. He finally said. 
Adora let out a sigh as she looked between the three before pulling her sword. She didn't hand it off to the man, she wasn't stupid. Instead she held it up while he inspected his sheet and then the sword. Finally he gave an approving nod before shoving the paper back in his pocket, Admiral Scurvy, at your service. I presume you are Shiare. You wield her sword. I am. What are pirates doing out here? She sheathed her sword only when the other two let their hands relax from their own. Admiral Scurvy laughed as he glanced over his shoulder, there is a sea behind me, no? Okay, so Adora felt a little stupid, fair point. In that case, what are you doing with the drawing of my sword? He watched her for a moment, it was given to me as an identifier. Only the woman with the sword is to board my ship for passage. Do you have others with you? She shook her head, no. I was told to come alone. Which had been suspicious, but she had planned to take the journey by herself anyhow. Those who are thrown to the island usually are. Whoever is sending you has paid a pretty penny. You are in luck however, it's three days sail from here. Adora didn't know what the pirate had been told so she decided to keep her secrets close. She didn't want to unintentionally reveal too much. Glimmer was pacing back and forth by the little table in the eating room. Katra hadn't been too shocked and a week after DT pulled her from bed, the leash holder herself appeared. DT seemed amused as they picked at the fruit on the table, while Bo looked like he too could use a vacation. Katra was veering more towards anxiety like Glimmer. No one had heard a word from Adora in weeks. It was concerning. Not only that, but she hasn't popped up anywhere. And Shiare was kind of a big deal. News of where she could be would have surfaced by now just through the gossip grapevine alone. I am going to kill her, I swear. Glimmer growled out, she was supposed to be relaxing. Not slipping away for fucks knows what. Katra wanted to be amused that Sparkles was so up in arms, but she just couldn't find the energy to be. She was worried. What if something happened? Hope didn't seem to feel shit about it. Not that she really showed emotion, but still. Something would have been appropriate. Instead she watched the queen pace with her eyes while her hands gently cupped her cooling tea. Adora is capable of handling herself. I'm sure she is fine. Bo tried to calm his lover. Glimmer sent him a pointed look, Adora can handle herself, yes. But Adora also is a magnet for trouble. No one argued that point. It was true. Though Adora did seem to always fix, solve, or punch any issue she came across. No point in getting riled. We have eyes everywhere looking for her. When she turns up, we'll know. DT attempted where Bo failed. DT failed as well as Glimmer threw her hands up, that's great and all, but not the point. We wouldn't have to worry if she just told someone what she was up to. She informed me she would be leaving. Does that not suit you? Hope asked, not realizing that her words could be seen as a challenge. Katra loved it. Glimmer shockingly did not glare at the woman, no, not really. Generally we know where to go. Not just that she's saddled up for who knows how long. 
she suspected a month or so, though she was uncertain of an exact amount of time. Hope provided. Everyone in the room instantly looked at her. That was the first they had heard of any actual ETA. What did she say to you? Glimmer asked, finally sitting and giving all of her attention to the taller woman. That she was leaving, suspected a month and that should the need arise I was to cover for her. She managed to leave without me needing to do so. Though it is odd she would request that, and not take someone with her. Hope gave a small shrug, the closest thing Katra had seen to any sort of emotion. Katra wanted to laugh. Adora had asked for cover. A fucking cover story, should something like this exact moment happen. Not for Hope to make sure she made it out of the woods okay. Fuck that would be funny if it wasn't just so fucking stupid. Everyone seemed to be sharing her thoughts as they stared at Hope. Wondering if she really took words as literal as she was letting on, or if somehow this was her stall tactic. Either way it told everyone enough. Adora knew people would be suspicious, and knew they would come looking for her. Unfortunately she just trusted Hope with covering for her. Yeah, I'm gonna kill her. Glimmer finally broke the silence. Adora was sent off the ship in her own small boat. The pirates made it clear they wanted nothing to do with what she was up to, as well as had been paid good money to keep their noses out of it. It suited her just fine. She didn't really want to be dealing with any more people than needed. It wasn't long after she found herself on more sand that she spotted a hooded figure near the tree line. They made no move to approach her so she took the initiative and made her way over. She wasn't certain if she was supposed to or if the person was who she hoped they would be. But hey, when one finds themselves on a notoriously dangerous island, one does questionable things. Such as, finding oneself on said island in the first place. She really hoped this wasn't some long con and she was about to have to fight her way out. She really didn't like the idea of her small poor boat traveling the sea alone in hopes of finding the mainland. She was a few feet away when the figure held up their hand, motioning for her to stop. Only then could she spot others high in the trees. The glints of arrows already notched are not the most promising sight. What brings you to the island, traveler? Their voice was smooth and held an accent that pulled Adora in. I am Shiare, spoken for by Cry of Half Moon. She called back, reciting exactly as the letter had stated. The figure pulled down their hood, revealing fluffy ears and large sharp eyes, we've been expecting you. They made a motion with their hands and were soon joined by three others, no longer wielding their bows, my name is Myla. I will be your guide while you are here. A month, a whole damned month, and still nothing. Katra was holding on to Hope's words, needing them to be true. Finn and Katra had stayed at the temple still preferring some time away despite Glimmer offering to take them back to Bright Moon. If Catra was leaving, she was leaving with Adora. Not because she couldn't strike fear into any dumbass that wanted to try something, but because she missed the asshole and wanted her blonde self to have to take the time to get her. Seeing Finn nap in sun spots around the temple was just an added bonus. It had been a long month. Katra just twiddled her thumbs while trying not to alert Finn to her nerves. 
but the little rascal was observant and had taken to curling up with Catra more and more. It did help calm her. Regardless of what happened, or what Adora was up to, she had Finn. She always had Finn. Before, now and so on. If for whatever reason Adora was gone, she would have her kitten. Katra didn't even want to think about what would keep Adora from returning. She even tried to convince herself that her and everyone was just making a big deal out of nothing. It wasn't uncommon for Adora to be away for long bits of time. If anything a month was average from what DT told her. Adora traveled all over Etheria. That alone took time. Not to mention whatever it was she was doing. So yeah, a month was fine. Totally. Except it wasn't. Katra went in and out of missing the dork, to being pissed, bounced between feeling betrayed, slipped into longing, missed everything about Adora. It really was a toss-up each day. Today? She was flat-out annoyed. Finn's presence in her lap being the only thing keeping her from lashing out at anyone who looked at her. She could see the confusion, the skepticism, the pity in their eyes. It was being kept as secretive as possible that Adora was kinda just gone. But those in the temple knew. To them Adora had just left the woman and kitten she had so blatantly laid claim to not so long ago in the arena. What would pull the woman from them? What would be so important? Why would she leave her family here with them? Katra wondered similar things. Fuck, if Adora had just told someone what she was up to instead of keeping tight-lipped about it, maybe things wouldn't be like they are now. Not that much had changed per se. Hope had outright refused any bright moon guards that Glimmer tried to leave behind. So the place was still as open and peaceful as before. Micah still did his best to interact with Finn, who was slowly warming up to the man. Hope still prayed at her shrine twice a day, sometimes even letting Finn sit with her. When Finn did, Hope always had a story to tell after. Katra liked those moments. Hope didn't just tell stories of Mara like Adora had as Finn drifted to sleep. No, Hope had many stories. With Adora really being their only link, and something Finn always got excited about, Hope told many of the new Shiare. Some were epic tales that nearly everyone across Etheria knew, though Hope shared more of Adora. As Adora. How she nearly burned the place down when she first learned what food was outside of ration bars and tried her hand at cooking. How she tried to befriend a beastie spider and came back covered in green goop. How she rigorously practiced with her sword in the front, after only really knowing how to weird a staff. Hope had many funny tales for the kitten, but on the rare instances where Hope and Katra found themselves alone, or with a sleeping Finn unable to listen in, she told stories of struggle. How Adora wept the first time she heard of the injustice that was Mara's ending. How she nearly ran herself to the bone trying to help everyone but herself. How she was found at the temple with wounds that she pushed off proper healing time. Though they weren't all depressing stories about how Adora was an idiot who refused to take two seconds for herself. Hope also told her stories, still under the impression that their love story was true, of how it had been so obvious that Adora loved Katra. Hope even chuckled at one point, 
nearly flooring Catra with shock that she even could, when she recounted a time that Adora had paced the inner garden pathway ranting about her last interaction with Catra. One night, after a good many drinks Hope shocked Catra with another facial expression. It was nearly sly and mirthful as she told Catra of Adora's long self-debate about Catra's boob window. Catra had found herself kneeling over with laughter at that one. Of course Adora would be so gay as to rant to Hope about a fucking boob window. Catra was pleased that the change in her apparel had gotten such a rise out of the hero. Catra also shared stories, ones of when they were children. Hope seemed to enjoy sharing any form of history. Even though times are still close. Hope listened with rapt attention as Catra recounted times of Adora and her shenanigans in the horde. It was in those times that Catra could see almost a motherly affection take over the generally stoic woman. Hope really cared for Adora. So it really came as no shock that Hope was seen all but running to the front of the temple, really it was a brisk walk but it damn near looked like a full-on sprint coming from someone Catra had only ever seen stride with purpose. Alarm bells rang in her head at the sight, so she instantly abandoned her son Spot and Micah who had been showing Finn a card game. Hope's eyes were scanning the tree line when Catra joined her, a hand placed on the pillar next to her as if bracing herself despite her straight back and obviously not needing it. Just another sign that something was happening. Catra waited a moment with her before her sensitive ears picked up on the sound of hooves. It wasn't much longer that Catra let out a relieved sigh at the sight of a familiar blonde hair poof. 